Hey, 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 Brandon Beliso here. You're living your best life. This is Success Never Sleeps. It is Friday, February 3rd, second month of 2023. It's 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the West Coast, where we as a collective of people, of school owners, of, of human beings trying to be the best versions of themselves and take care of our families and save our retirement and vacation when we want and creating businesses that work for us versus us working for them. It's all about that. It's all about that. Today, we're going to be going really deep on how to open a second location. Um, as you come aboard, please say hello, put in your name, tell us where you're tuning in from. We love to give shout outs like Bob Poole, who I get to see where? In Boston. That's right. We're going to be in Boston for our East Coast. Uh, my studio had just posted that. Finally, you know. It's Time Live is coming to the East Coast, and we're so grateful to be offering that. We'll be in Boston on Sunday, April 23rd. Limited number of school owners. I am a successful small school owner. We did $1.85 million last year between two locations, and those numbers are pretty high, right? For our industry, but we do it in a very unique way. It's purpose-driven. It's service-driven. It's based upon a very clear set of core values that we adhere to. But even more importantly, we break all the traditional methods of generating revenue. No contracts, no upgrades, no belt fees, you know, none of it. No black belt club. We have none of those things. None of it. None of it. So it's a very unique way of doing business. And I believe being a small business owner, I wear a lot of hats, but I can't say that begrudgingly. I have to wear a lot of hats and wear them really, really well. Really well. I love being able to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with an accountant or a bookkeeper or a lawyer or some construction guy during a remodel and be able to know the language, be able to sing the song and feel empowered. The confidence I feel when I can stand next to an electrician and go, no, you know, this is what I understand, right? Or sit in lease negotiations and go, no, you know, this is what I'm willing to do, right? But you got to do your homework. You got to do your research. I'm big on case studies, but I'm more big on the common sense that comes with learned experience. So we will cover systems. We will cover staff development. We will cover curriculum design. We will cover, you know, creating content and telling your story. We will cover setting up your business properly. And of course, some personal development. So that's Sunday, April 23rd. Come join us. I want to thank my sponsors as always. Um, we have Market Muscles, right? Mark, 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 can I do that right? Market Muscles, My Studios, Kids Love Life Skills, and LC Accounting. All purpose-driven companies, all amazing people. You know, Market Muscles had just posted, I'll put my customer service team up against any other team. And that's, you know, because he loves what he does. And he understands that if we don't serve people well, then we don't have the types of relationships people want to invest in, right? And it's really about that. If I serve you well, it's a relationship that you enjoy. You're going to want to invest into it time and time again, right? My studio, of course, you know who I love? Their CRM system just keeps getting better and better and better. LC Accounting, right? My sister's an amazing bookkeeper and she rocks. And then, of course, you know, Vision. Um, Vision, we're going to add, you know, I, I want to announce that today. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to do that, but we're going to add vision to the mix and all that we do, Marco, because uh, they just approached me. We haven't solidified the deal completely, but I am going to be an influencer, fundamentally, a brand ambassador, as one would say, for vision martial arts. And, and the story behind that is my father was one of their first clients 
when they opened, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. And then the owner of Vision, his son, and me, my dad's son, we've become good friends over the years. We've tried to do things in the past decade and they never really um, came to fruition. But now I'm in a position where, and he's in a position where we believe we can make that happen. And of course, a lot of it will center around great customer service, you being happy with the products, things of that nature. And that's the conversation I need to implement myself deeper on. But I'm proud to announce Vision or Tusai, which is their Olympic brand that everybody wears in Taekwondo in the Olympics. Um, I am going to become a official brand ambassador and influencer for Vision. So I'm very excited about that. They've sponsored my events over the year, but this is something truly, truly, truly unique. Cool. So who else do we have coming aboard today? I see lots of people there. Courtney, what's happening from Zenith? Martial Arts in New Hampshire. Conrad, Respect Martial Arts, Southern California. David Diaz, Auburn, California. David, sir, I've come, I've never seen you. Never come up and pay me a visit. You're in Auburn. You should come see me, sir. Bob, who else is here? I love giving shout outs to everybody that's coming aboard. Share this with people, please. You know, to spread the good news that there's somebody in our industry that genuinely cares about the common man, the hoi ploy, as I said. That's not in a degrading way, 90% of our industry is made up of the single school owner. And my purpose and passion is to help that single school owner. And it's a very unique, unique demographic, the single school owner. And one size does not fit all. So I think the art of what I do, what makes unique is I really, really get in there and do everything within my learned experience of owning small businesses for 35 years now, of helping you create your version of success, not mine, your version. And Jed Jones of Determined Martial Arts, he had posted that, that what's unique about working with me in wisdom is that I don't tell you what to do. That's not going to lead to empowerment because day in and day out, you got to live your life. And if you trust the choices you make, you trust the decisions that you make and you execute them with confidence, your chance of succeeding and scaling and monetizing your business is so much better. Cool? So where are you going to be? On Sunday, April 23rd, it's Time Live Boston. Get signed up now. Uh, Sign-ups are starting to happen, and I want you to be there. Facebook user, hello, sir. Who's that? Who's that? And then also, Marco, share with them. In August, August 12th through 15th, we have It's Time Live Balance. It is unique. It is probably my eighth offering. Eighth, my eighth offering. And It's Time Live Balance is a four-day retreat for uh, 20 school learners. That's it. That's it. We limit it to 20. It's a very unique, intimate setting. And, and the type of learning and networking you get is unlike anything you'll ever get at some glitz and glam somewhere in Vegas where it's, you know, two, three days of just information, 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 and sales, sales, sales. I want to go deep and get to the root of why you're stuck, really help you discover your true vision for what you want to do and cultivate that. In four days, that's how much it takes, I believe. I truly, truly believe. Cool. All right. So let's hop into this. I hope Chris, are you here? Chris Changli Wu. You know, what inspired me to do this, and he's up in Canada at one kick, you know, is he posted thinking about opening a second location. Any advice, right? Any advice? Well, let's start with that question. So you want to open a second location. Put it in the comments. First thing I want you to tell me is why? Why? 
do you want to open a second location? Now, I understand the franchise model. You scale, right? You got to be able to open more locations because you scale and monetize, scale and monetize, scale and monetize. That may be true, but it may not be the only way to cultivate the success that you truly need. Case in point, Sam On, good friend of mine. You know, he's one of my financial advisors, I would say partners. Um, gurus is, is not, not the best word. Sam's very humble. He doesn't care for that. Sam has 100 plus students, right? Somewhere in there. And he is a multi-millionaire. Why? Oh, oh, my lights just went out. Everything went out. Are we still there, Marco? Are we still there? Ooh, we just lost power. That's crazy. Oh, power's back. Are we there, Marco? Are we there, Marco? Let me check with Marco. Hey, Marco, are we still there? Good. All right. So the power went out, but it's back. So I want to share that with you, you know, and, and there's multiple, multiple, many different ways to create revenue streams. Like I have a consulting business and that does well into six figures. We have kids love life skills, right? So there's other ways to generate revenue. So having a second location may not necessarily be just that. So Facebook user, who is that? Who is that? Who are you? What's up, Letitia, LC Accounting? So you guys, tell me, why do you want to open a second location? Go, put it in there. Why do you want to open a second location? Why? And while you put your reasonings, I'll put mine in there. I opened a second location the day TJ said to me, I want to do this for my life. You know, I've been trying to woo him, you know, and, and convince him and wine and dine him that being in the martial arts business is very, very lucrative, right? And my own lifestyle and the things that, that I've accumulated wealth-wise over those years is an indication of that, right? In many, many ways. Um, I don't tend to flaunt it. And that's just not my thing. It's never been my thing to do that at Facebook and things like that, like some people do, but more power to you, rock and roll. And so... Nicholas, it's Nicholas from Hero Martial Arts. What's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? And so, you guys, with that said, um, when TJ made that commitment, I said to him right away, well, in order to pay you what you're going to need to make and what you're worth and being my second and eventually becoming an operating partner and sharing in the profits, we won't be able to generate that type of wealth where I can maintain my lifestyle with one location. Done day. So we weren't simply opening more locations for me to make more money, right? It was really important to me that there was a very heartfelt, emotional connection behind it. Is that the best way to do it in business? I don't know. But for me, it works really, really well. So when we opened Milbray, Milbray, coincidentally, is only five minutes from my home. Now, when somebody tells me they're going to open a location, what's up, Mish? What's happening, Mish? And <clears throat> when somebody says to me, you know, I say, well, why did you open your school here? They go, well, this is where I live. That is probably the worst reason why. That shows me you didn't do your homework. You didn't do a demographic study. You didn't take a look at it. Google it. Millbury is, is a very affluential community. There's a lot of money here. We have roughly, I think, four elementary schools in our school district, probably a dozen preschools, one middle school, two high schools, you know, so we're in a very affluent position and it's a product that could afford me 
right? Parents can afford that. They, they have that disposable income to invest in their children. So all the stars aligned. Long story short, we found an excellent location. It was a little gym and they didn't like paying all the rent they were paying. So they moved somewhere a couple of blocks away. And at first we didn't get it. We lost out the bid to a bank. Then the bank backed out, deciding it was too much space for them. So it's just, you know, a perfect storm as one would say. And we got Millbrae, I don't know, I think it was 2015. Year one, we were at 285. Our goal was 300 in year one. And we landed at 285, which I think is phenomenal. You know, by any standards to be a 285 in one year is phenomenal. By year three, we broke a million dollars. And Millbury's done a million dollars over its past eight, nine years of existence, except for the pandemic in 2020 and 2021. In 2022, the second location for us did a million 40, million 80, somewhere in there. So I do believe I have some data, some real solid data to show that we have the ability to open a second location, to scale that location to a million dollars, which is our, our, our blueprint. We want our locations to generate a million dollars with about a 30, 35% net. That's my model. And, and that's what I believe is great. What's up, Jason? Jason Smith, Believe Martial Arts, Chipley, Florida. <clears throat> I see a lot of people in there. If you're coming aboard, say hi and tell me, did you share this with everybody? Sure, we're somewhere on a group right now that you're not a part of me, you know, some new group, get other people involved. We want to grow this movement, this movement of critical thinking. And that's that's my talk. When I go over to San Francisco City College, it's a two-hour workshop and it's critical thinking for startups. A lot of entrepreneurs, we have a lot of startups out here. You know, I invest in startups. Go to wealthramp.com. I've invested in that startup. I love it. It's a fiduciary where they match. It's like the eHarmony of financial advisors. Another one is Fair La Fête, which is a champagne that's taking everybody by storm. Celebrities love it. They're huge at Instagram, their social media, everything about them, their footprint's big. They've moved into Costco, Rouse. So another brand that I'm invested in. Another one is Dreaver. It's called The National in Dallas, Texas. It is a multi-use building where they have a hotel, they have penthouses, they have restaurants, they have, you know, meeting spaces. It's just pretty amazing. So I'm big on the startup. So I love it. But what I recognized for me, what I wanted to do with the martial arts schools was not have, you know, 10 of them. That just wasn't the way I wanted to go. So I turned to the stock market and things of that nature. But if you want a second location, I believe I can get you there. So did anybody put in why? Why do you want to open a second location? Nobody put anything in there. What happened? What happened? What happened? Why do you want to open a second location? And for me, if it's honorable, because I want to support my team and their lifestyle, that's uber important. And today, you know, I, I me and Letitia talk about it passionately. My guys for my, for my team. Absolutely, Jason. That is the best reason why. And if you got people that are loyal to you, committed to you, that go to war with you through the highs and the lows, they deserve it. And TJ's been with me, I think, since he was 11, somewhere in there like that. You know, and he's 30 now. And he just, freaking guy just bought a Tesla. Tesla Y. I got to admit, I'm doing the same thing. Okay. It's just too good of a deal. You know, Tesla dropped their rates on the Model Y. They're giving like a 12.5, 12,500 markdown. And if you qualify, you also get a tax credit of 7,500. So technically that's almost $20,000. It's a deal I can't pass up, but 
my guy TJ got one. His father-in-law, Jerry Castro, got one who works with us. And so I've wanted an EV for a long time, way, way back before the pandemic. And now it's just the best time to do that. But the point I'm trying to make, TJ bought a home during the pandemic. TJ got married in Hawaii at a destination wedding. Uh, TJ just bought a Tesla. So if you take care of your team well, not good, well, then you're going to put yourself in a very unique position. And we couldn't do that with one location with the lifestyle I need to maintain. So I opened that second location. I'm going to tell you why, the nuts and bolts of that. Because my first goal at the first location was to build a business that doesn't isn't relying upon me. Write that down. If your business is dependent upon you, you have a personality-driven business, you will burn out or fail really quick. Or, or you, you'll, you'll plateau because you can only grow so much with you right? They want you. If you're not there, you know, your attrition rate goes up and, and retention drops. So I want to be very mindful of that. So my first goal, timing wise, was to create a business that works for me. So I spent a lot of time writing systems, training a team. Number one was the mat because I was teaching 60 hours a week. So if I spend my time teaching, that's not going to work. I had babies coming at the time. I wanted to be home. So I created this business that worked without me. Now, why is that so, so vital? I'm going to tell you why. I think the death, Eric, 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 how are you, sir? Yeah, good, Eric. Stick with the location to where we're able to replicate the systems and instructor strength. Great, great. Splitting time between two locations will not deliver quality. Yeah, I agree with you, sir. Absolutely. So what happened was San Francisco was totally shored up, okay? Running itself. I was not even working pretty much at the time. You know, if we opened in 2015, Braden's 14 now. So that was roughly, what, eight years ago? So Braden must have been, what, six? Taya was going on three. So I'd spent a lot of time at home, long story short, right? And I was raising babies. And so what I see schools do often, which is the death, the death, and Eric, I'm glad that you have that vision, is that they open that second location, they move the rock star to the second location, and it because it's not, the systems aren't strong and it's personality driven. The fact that that guy's not at the first location, people start dropping like flies. They start quitting, right? So then it could be the owner that went to the second location, who knows what. So now he's got one foot in the second location, one foot in the first location. He's going like this and he's peeing all over today. Okay. We don't want that to happen. So before you open the location, make sure your first location is really strong in systems. Make sure whoever you're moving to the second location, the impact of moving them this second location will not affect the first one at all. And if you can say that, then you get two thumbs up from me to go open that second location. Because what it's indicative of, if that first location is not dependent upon the person you're moving to the second one, that is a totally system-driven business, not dependent upon a personality, but it's dependent upon the culture, the why, the systems, everything that you implement. So that I felt very confident with. And what felt even better was I knew I, going into the second location, could scale and monetize that better, quicker, and faster than anybody. Was it a certain amount of personality involved? You know it. You freaking know it. But I recognize that. But I did so with total confidence that I would not hurt the first location. And at the time, with no students at all at the second location, it was only dependent upon me. Now it was a big school, all right? And, I, and so I'm going to tell you, for me, we're a different animal. 
If I was to open a third location now, I would go small, lean and mean, 2,000 square feet, all mat space, very little waiting area, and I would work with the Malcolm Gladwell philosophy of 150 students, 150 is the tipping point. ATA does it, um, United Studios does it. It's a pretty standard franchise model. Curves does it, right? It's about a 2,000 foot imprint and a square foot imprint, and you do about 100, 150 students. That's it. It's ran by one person and maybe, you know, an assistant that doubles his front desk and does the rest. So if I were to do that today, but at the time, being the fact that we lived in Millbrae, the fact that my wife was in the PTA, the fact that we were involved in the school system, we were already, you know, entrenched, I knew confidently. Who is this? Ah, I don't know who that is. The fact that we were entrenched, I knew with all confidence that we could move it quickly. Now, I say that because you have to be able to get into the school system. You have to be tied under the PTA. You already have to have this nucleus or tribe. My wife had friends here, so we were in a very good position. Plus, we could piggyback on the Google presence we already had with the first location. You feel me? So our ranking was high. We just added the Millbury location. We didn't split them right away. So be mindful of that. You know, at the time, Google wasn't very big. So it wasn't necessary to split the two locations, but our ranking was very high. So it was a perfect storm. All right. So put right all that down because I don't want to see you open a second location. You think you have the systems in place because the first school's rocking, but you don't realize it's totally because of you and it's a personality driven business. Or a rock star, and it's personality driven. And then he moves to the second location. You're screwed. You're screwed. All right. <clears throat> Next thing, I'm really big on the trifecta. You know, I was I, I was um, talking to an angel investor because I like angel investing. It's one of my things. It's one of the things I like to do with my money. And I said, you, you know, let's franchise this. Let's franchise one martial arts. And he said to me, well... If we want to get real money, right, big money, you need a trifecta. I said, well, well, what does that mean? He says, you need to have three locations in existence, all doing, you know, a million dollars, if that's your business model. I said, oh, oh, okay. Well, right now I have two. He says, well, that, you know, we'll get some money, but if you want to get real money, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that most investors want to see the, the proof, right? the proof of profitability between three locations. But that's not where we're at today, and it's not the path I chose to walk. I chose other paths. But the one thing I did understand right away, which is the death of many, I don't know why people do this, they open the second location like freaking 30 miles away. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Think Starbucks, right? Starbucks here. Sometimes you could walk right across the street, and there's another Starbucks. Why would somebody do that? Convenience. Right, convenience. Because in the beginning, when somebody doesn't know you, convenience is super, super important. Right? I don't know you, but it's convenient. So I'll go there. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of location, location, location. Talk to Marco Mazzola. Since he's moved to school, it's been like gangbusters. There's lots of trials. You know, the school's growing. His bills are getting paid with his existing student base. He's doing birthday parties and it just feels right right? If that was the case, if location didn't matter, and I know I get this a lot from people, you know, especially these young hipsters that think social media is the only way you're going to go. I get it. If I'm a freaking food truck, we have a thing here called uh, off the grid where they can sit there and go into Instagram and post 
We're going to be here today at 5.30, right? And 30 different food trucks. And everybody sees it at Instagram. That's a whole different day, folks. You're going to put yourself in an industrial park in the middle of nowhere with a slide-up door in the back. And I see that a lot. I see it a lot. I'm not saying it's impossible. But if you want to open a new second location, you want to scale it well, fast, you need to be anchored. You need to be anchored in great, you know, organizations like Encourage Martial Arts, Top Kick Martial Arts, um, Kick Karate. I mean, there's so many franchises out there and they do not open schools in the middle of nowhere, right? So please be mindful that oh, I don't want to pay the rent. Cool. You don't want to pay the rent? Then, you, you know, you're going to have to take that money you don't pay in rent and pump it into a lot of digital marketing, a lot, a lot of digital marketing. And people also love the convenience of having a great location when you got an anchor store like 24-hour fitness above you. And don't think that it hurts you. Please, I don't know where someone got that lame thing. That, oh, I'm not going to open our fitness gym. It's perfect. They drop the kids off and go up to 24-hour fitness. Trader Joe's is right there. Two Starbucks, you know, a Safeway, a Walgreens, a Paris Baguette, a Subway Sandwich. We have all these anchor stores, which people love to shop. And conveniently, because of all the foot traffic, People come to us. And last, who do you think has more money for demographic studies, you or them? The big boys. So they've done a lot of that homework. And if it's a family-friendly franchise, you know setting up shop there is a good day for you, right? Because they've done the homework. Cool? So that's really important. Make sure when you decide upon that second location, you do a thorough demographic studies. And I'm going to tell you right now, we lost some key people during the pandemic. And to have this badass core team that we can rotate between two locations is just incredible. 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 Right? So they're always fresh. They say if you're having a challenge with a team member, relocate them is one of the prime things to shake them up and get them back on board. Right? So the fact that we organically rotate some of our team, I'm the only one who doesn't go to San Francisco, but all our team goes to the two locations and we freaking love it. Then they're never bored. They see new faces and I've got top notch guys. Could you imagine? Imagine this for a moment. Steph Curry one night plays on the Golden State Warriors. Next night, he's with the Utah Jazz. Next night, you know, that's pretty badass, right? Imagine if you could bounce around between two teams like that. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy lit, as the youngsters say. So I want you to think about that. You know, make sure I wouldn't open the second location any more than five, 10 miles apart, right? San Francisco to Millbrae, I think roughly, I don't know, look that up, Marco. How far apart is San Francisco from Millbrae, please? Take a look at that for me, Marco. But again, it made sense because we lived in Millbrae. It'd be easy for me to get to the school. I had young kids, but more importantly, Millbrae could support the product I wanted to offer. Understand your demographic, understand their pain points or their needs, and you need to position yourself as the service or product that can fulfill it. Cool? All right. If you have any questions, hey, man, you, you know, ladies, go ahead and post it. Post it in the comments, right? This is super important. If you're going to open a second location, these are all variables you need to think about. Cool? Cool, cool, cool. All right, and, and if you're coming aboard and you're new, put it in there. Yeah, so it's 14 miles, city to city. And that's not bad because it's all freeway miles, right? And so what is the drive time, Marco, between those two locations? Because it's freeway. Most of it's freeway miles. What is, what is it? What is it? 22 minutes, see? So team-wise, we can bounce back and forth. What's, tw what's a 20-minute drive? It's nothing. 
So what was very unique about that, clients in between. Now, if I opened another one, the trifecta, I would open it in San Bruno, right? San Bruno. So I think Millbrae to San Bruno is roughly four or five miles. So I would like it to be in between San Francisco, Millbrae, San Bruno. And we'd get that real trifecta, that real trifecta. San Francisco, San Bruno, 10 minutes. San Bruno to Millbrae, roughly 10 minutes right? So that trifecta, that I believe is smart, smart business, because then if I need to shuffle team members around, it's not this agonizing, stressed out thing, right? It's simply not. And one of my clients wanted to open one 30, 40 minutes away. I said, well, I don't recommend that. That's a little far. You know, I've had times where the guys have to go sub a class in San Francisco, and then next, you know, they're in Millbrae. That makes it not only convenient and efficient, but maintains the quality of what we do. Okay. You with me? All right. And so, you know, and you might be in a more rural area and that's okay too. Just really do that demographic study and base it upon what? Average household income. If there's 22,000 homes in Millbrae, I'm really grateful to say 60% of them have families. And out of that 60%, you know, of that that are homes in Millbrae, roughly 75, 80% have elementary preschool children, on and on and on, right? How many elementary schools? How many preschools? How many middle schools, high schools? Look at all of that and then put yourself right in the middle of that mix. Does that mean you're going to pay rent? You're going to pay rent. But I was very confident because I did my homework. I did my research. I created that case study. So at that time also, um, because I hadn't owned a second location, I drew a lot of data from Topkick. In Virginia, they have similar demographics, very similar in demographics to Millbrae, California. So when I went into the bank with my business plan, I was able to get a $300,000 loan. Easy. They didn't even bat a freaking eye because they knew I did my homework and I proved to them on paper that hypothetically, but backed by real data, that we'd be able to do this effectively and efficiently because here's this model, which we mimic almost identically, camps and all, birthday parties and all, um, no contracts, no upgrades, the whole nine yards, systems driven, and we're able to do that. So I remember in San Francisco, I walked in to try to get a loan to do a remodel. And I said to them, you know what? I work 60 hours a week. I am a hard worker. I teach all the classes. I clean the school. I'm a hard... And they gave me a $30,000 line of credit. I went in there with no business plan. I went in there with I just want to remodel. But I really showed them the number one cardinal sin in expanding small businesses. It was a personality-driven business. Okay, so even if you're ever only going to have one location, you want to build a location with the mindset, I'm going to sell this. That's it, whether you ever sell it or not, because then you're creating a business that works for you versus you working for it, right? Write that down. I want to create a business that works for me, not me working for it, where I'm a terrible boss. I never get vacations. I miss my kids soccer, you know, and I can't save for my retirement. All bad earmarks. And that comes with running a personality-driven business that has no systems. So, but when I went for Millbrae, like I said, I have systems in place. I'm currently working, you know, not at all. And it runs itself. 
and I have a team of 20 people, blah, blah, blah. I said everything right. I had a really tight and right business plan with a SWOT analysis, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I had financial projections for year one, year two, year three, clear with expenses and everything. And I had the demographic study. So when you write that business plan, those are the three elements that'll make a bank just smile and feel warm and fuzzy. One, a thorough demographic study, right? Right down to the location of your choice. Two, the projected expenses, budget, revenue, even though it's hypothetical, I said, this is what Topkick did, right? And a very similar model. This is what San Francisco currently does. So they looked at those and they can make at least an educated decision because they're going to give you all this money and they got to have some type of collateral, right? Even if you go to an SBA and sometimes going to an SBA versus a bank is a better day. I'm going to tell you why, because they're more empathetic. They're more empathetic to the plight of a small business owner and they know what what things to look for. And then lastly, that SWOT analysis showed I was realistic. I didn't walk in there with this freaking pipe dream and kumbaya. I went in there with the very legitimate, these are our strengths, these are the weaknesses, these are the opportunities, and these are the threats. But I was also to share that our San Francisco location made it through .com, made it through 9-11, made it through, you know, it was right after the mortgage crisis we opened or somewhere in there. You know, so we were very, we were able to give them real data to help them make that decision. And they gave us $300,000. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because I think it's very important when you open that second location that you're not stressed out. If every day you're focusing on, I got to make rent, 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 you're going to blow it. You're going to just, everybody becomes a number. You're stressed out. Somebody leaves. You're all freaked out. You know, no one signs up that week. So we went in with a budget. And of course, that was in my projection. Year one, this covers all the rent. Year one, this covers all the payroll. Year one, this covers all the marketing. So not only did we have enough money to do the build out, we had enough money to sustain that business for a year. And that is smart business. And the bank looked at that and said, wow, that's really cool, right? You know how many people come to me and tell me, you know, they're going to be profitable in the first month? And I'm like, okay, I don't want to burst your bubble there, buddy. But the, the reality is the farmer mentality, slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. Make no mistake. And if I'm a farmer, the farmer mentality, I rode it till the ground I put in the seeds. I don't have fruit yet. It goes into a sapling. I don't have fruit yet right? A good walnut tree, I think the maturation is five to seven years, blueberries like three years. So if you're willing to put in the time, once you have this great mature tree or blueberries on a vine, it'll produce year after year after year after year. And that's the position we're in today. That's why we're able to weather the pandemic. And that's why we're still standing strong, you know, as we face gas prices going up, interest rates going up and everything we're going through. So I'm very big when I help people set up a second location or even you know, revamp the first one that we set up a generational business. What does that mean? It's a business that can endure, thrive, survive, scale, monetize decade after decade after decade. Case in point, Apple. Apple is one of the only tech companies that hasn't had severe cuts and layoffs. Did you know that? Did you know that? Google it. Amazon, 18,000. Shopify, 10,000. Twitter, you know, the numbers are crazy. Twitter, everybody in the tech industry, and we're in the heart of it, is laying off left and right. And you know what the number one comment is? We're preparing for the recession. Tech's on the cutting edge, looking forward, right? But it's going to trickle down. I know I'm off subject for a minute, but it will trickle down. Ford in Europe just laid off 
I think 10,000 people, somewhere in there. Take a look at it. So I, I want you to be mindful as you're looking to expand into a second location, right? Everybody's misery is someone's opportunity. So yes, through the pandemic, we had a lot of empty schools that walked away, left mats and everything that you can grab right up. I had that opportunity here with three or four locations. We chose to pass. And that was a heartfelt meeting between me and TJ. And he says, we don't have the staff. And when he said, we don't have the staff, ding, 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 the death of any current location is taking key staff and moving it to the third one. So we chose not to. Cool. I know I'm going to beat that one like a dead dog, but I'm going to tell you, I've seen too many martial arts schools fail because they moved that rock star to the second location. You with me? All right. So Strong SWOT analysis, a strong business plan, demographic study, you know, total budget projections, and your SWOT analysis. Those three key elements. And if you can make no freaking mistake, use somebody else's money to do this. Oh, I don't want to pay interest. I understand, but I want reserves. I want cash flow. I mean, in an ideal world, six months, right? Six months of all expenses. To run that business, payroll, rent, everything, and six months expenses for your personal existence is ideally what you should have in the bank at all times. Are you hear me? At all times. That's very important. That's very important. So please be mindful of that. So I went into the bank and they asked me why. And I told them why. I showed it in the projections. And you know what they felt? That's smart freaking business. No, you go in there like freaking, you know, kung fu fighting and I'm going to be profitable from day one. You have no idea about business, do you? You know, the big question they asked is what happens if you get sick or hurt? Who's going to run that new business? And they're going to just eliminate you right away. And I've had that happen. Many people come and go, I can't get a loan. I said, well, how did you approach that loan? Did you have a business plan? What? And that's it. So I, I think that, that that education is very important. And so if you are going to open a second location, make sure you're well-versed. If you can't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with that contractor building out, I'm challenged. If you can't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with um, vendors and digital marketers and, and all of it, I'm going to be challenged by that, right? I'm going to be deeply challenged by that. One of the things we did, which a lot of people thought was a bad move, we spent $16,000 on our sign. Our sign is as big as 24-hour fitness's sign. Was that intentional? You know it. You freaking know it, right? Going painstakingly to rounding the corners on this pony wall, different things like that to create that culture that we're kid-friendly was all there. Lower windows, glass in the door, because we don't want to be behind a closed door with a kid in our after-school room. All of those things are by design. But you have to decide where you're going to budget that money. Cool? Now, that's how I'm doing on time. Ooh, okay, great. I'm moving well. All right. So, you guys, me and Roland sat in Germany together. Roland Osborne, who I love with my heart and soul. To me, he's a brother from another mother. We were on tour together in Germany doing a gig out there. Um, and we sat in a pub together. And we drank Jaegers. And I don't drink, but I always say that I don't drink. But there's only certain people, because I don't even like the taste of alcohol. It's funky. But this Jaeger was like mint. So I sat there, you know, because what I was given this blessed opportunity was Roland and I sat there for several hours. You know, I got my book, my journal. I opened that thing up and we did the marketing plan. 
for the first six months all the way up to the grand opening. And the first thing he said was direct mail marketing. And I said, no freaking way, Roland. Print doesn't work. And he says, I don't do any print. But if you're going to open a brand new place, you need to do that. So I said, well, okay, great. What's the game plan? So it was roughly six weeks out, four weeks out, two weeks out. We chose certain zip codes and we did direct mail paces leading up to the grand opening. <clears throat> yep. And I was, you know, cost close to $10,000, I think, when we were done because it was a lot. It was just a lot. I was like, damn, this is a lot of money. But it created that buzz because the first time they get in the mail, they'll throw it out. The second time they get it, well, what's this? Throw it out. Third time, they're going to look at it. So six weeks, four weeks, two weeks. And it all led up to this grand opening. And it was on that direct mail piece. Grand opening, mayor cutting the ribbon, free food, iPad giveaway, cash giveaway. Because the two things rolling stressed, money and food. You give away prizes and some kind of cash value and food, you're going to have people there. We had a taco truck outside and we had budgeted for that where a lot of people go, no freaking way. But because we wanted eyes on us, we want people there. And I think in a three-hour period for that grand opening, we did it, <clears throat> I want to say one to four, somewhere in there. We had roughly, I think, five, 600 people through the door. It was crazy. It was crazy. So that was very, very, very important, very important. The other thing we did during the build-out, we went with the 24-hour fitness mentality. We had a table outside. And we had somebody sitting at it, signing up people for memberships. And at the time, it was, you know, we did four weeks in a uniform for $99. And we opened our doors to, I think, 30, 30 people on trial, something like that. And so that was powerful, too. We had a table out there on Saturdays and Sundays. We even put it out there from, I think it was 5 to 7.30 during the weekdays. And we had mats out there. And we were doing little mock classes. And people would stick their head in and look at the remodeling. Oh, that was a little gym. That looked so good. And, you know, we were cool with that. We wanted the community to understand us, get into us, and to embrace that. Okay? It was very important for us. Very important for us. And then the next thing. After this amazing grand opening with food and prize giveaways, the mayor cut the ribbon, local community TV was on it. I invited a friend's demo team. We had the demo team. We had activities going on every 15 minutes. Dodgeball, 15 minutes. Bully awareness, 15 minutes. Confidence building, 15 minutes. Women's self-defense jump, 15 minutes. Right? We rotated these activities constantly for this three to four hour period until we stopped and the mayor welcomed us to the community and we did all that and gave away prizes, things like that. But they must be present to win the prize. That was the big thing. But what that offered us, folks, was we were collecting leads, right? At the time, if I had my studio, I would have used that to just capture digitally. But we had a piece of paper and pen. We had these things you filled out and they went into a, a raffle box. But the point was we collected five to 600 leads because everybody wanted the $100 Risa gift card, the iPads we were giving away. Everybody wanted free food, all of it, all of it. So you can just walk up to this food truck. You had to register if you wanted food and we gave you a ticket. So this was all an organic way to collect leads as well. We had a face painter there. We had a balloon twister there, everything that brought kids in. If I could get a darn bouncy house on the street or in the school, I would have done that, right? Because you want to, you know, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. You with me? So it's a six-month mark, a six-week marketing plan. Direct mail in front of the school. Then, of course, social media. We were looking for all the different groups, parenting groups in Millbrae, all the different things. My son was in kindergarten at the time. We had already put out 
free birthday parties to everybody in my son's class. You bring the pizza, pizza, juice, and cake. We're going to serve you with a rock star birthday party. We went to the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Can we do a confidence building workshop every Friday night after dinner from 6 to 7.30? Troop 101, Troop 102, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts. Because what it was important to us, like a good restaurant, if you go by a restaurant and nobody's in it, do you want to go into it? I'm waiting. Put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. Lots of people sitting there. Say hi. Somebody say hi. A anybody that's new aboard, I don't see your name, the name of your school in the comments. Please put it in. 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 And so we didn't want it to be empty, just like a restaurant. If there's nobody in a restaurant, I'm probably not going into it. Same thing here, right? So we wanted to make sure we were just packed. Hey, Habib, sir. Habib, what's up? I, I, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see your profile. Where are you tuning in from? What's your name? And, and, and tell us what you do. Add that in there. Um, so we even did things like on rainy days, we'd call four or five of my son's friends and we'd be doing dodgeball on a Sunday afternoon, you know, because people would see the dodgeball and just stick their head in. People are curious. So it was very, very important to us. The school was always busy. Of course, we did our own kids' birthday parties there for a number of years, right? But like I shared, we were giving away birthday parties left and right. But to watch our budget, right? Because my best resource is me. And I did all these birthday parties. Out of that grew this amazing revenue stream because we created this birthday party with themes and stuff that like no other birthday facility can do. And today we charge $750 for our birthday parties, but they'd all grow out of the simple need of, I want to pack this place. So we're always had something going on all the time. We did staff training there. We did everything we could do there. So the lights were always on and there were people always in the building. Cool? So that's all the way up to your grand opening. You guys good on that? Now, almost there. Your scheduling is real, real vital. Wesley Chapel, Florida. Awesome. Do you have a school out there, Habib? Put that in there. And so I remember having this conversation with a gentleman that worked with me at the time. He doesn't anymore. He said, man, professor, you've got a beginning class on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. But we only have 30 beginners, right? Because at the time we had no year two, year three, year four students. We had no black belts. We had a fitness kickboxing program, right? And I was doing a handful of private lessons, but nothing like that. Own my own building. Awesome, Habib. Good for you, sir. Yeah. That's, and that's another conversation. People always give us, you know, gruff about us not owning our buildings out here. It's really expensive. And most commercial properties that you're going to work with Anchor, like 24-Hour Fitness, none of them own their property. They don't own their property. Are you with me? Starbucks doesn't own their property, right? It's all leased. It's just a different business model. But if I was out in Florida paying 10 cents a square foot, I would definitely get some land and build my own building. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes sense. If I could get land and build a building for a million dollars, 5,000 square feet or something all day long, all day long. But here, 30% down the average building where we want to be is going to cost you five to six million. And you have to come with 30, 30% down. It's just not going to happen. The building I'm in now, you know, there's, there's 20 different tenants. There's no way they're ever going to sell any of that. They control it because it's commercial property, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 So if I could, you know I would, Habib. We would buy the building and we would do that. 
but it's not on our radar. All right. So, you know, then he said to me, well, why don't we take all those students and just put them together on a Tuesday and Thursday and have bigger classes? I said, I'm going to tell you why. Because the number one obstacle for somebody not signing up in your school is it does not fit their schedule. That's it. And as I shared, I wanted that school to have something going on every freaking day. Every freaking day. So sure, on Monday we had five kids, Tuesday we had five kids, Wednesday we had five kids, and on, so on. But we were able to offer a schedule that nobody could say no to. Offering beginning classes six days a week, there was always something to break for them. That was just an effort. No, but Habib, you're welcome, sir. No, I, I love it. If I could buy a building, sir, I would. I would. <laughs> so I praise you on that. Because, you know, success is a lot of different things, right, Habib? Right? And my version of success may not be your version. But I applaud you, sir, because you've created your version of success and you own your building. It's a good day, sir. I don't think you're bragging at all. But thank you for being so humble and kind. I appreciate you, Habib. And so, you know... In your scheduling, make sure you have beginning classes six days a week. Please, please, please. Next, dial in that, that intro process. Make sure whatever your, your first impression that you offer them is stellar, is stellar, stellar. So through that, we honed our new student experience, which if you look in the disruptors group, I believe it's still there under files. If you're part of our disruptor group, which you should all be part of, look under files. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars of operating systems of different ways to do birthday parties, new student experience, staff training, just tons of great docs in there. And so we did beginning classes six days a week. Cool. And as soon as they became yellow belts, we created a level one class, then a level two, level three. And today, uh, as I shared, by the end of year one, Millbury was at 285 students. By the end of year three, we had grossed a million dollars at about a 35, 40% net at that time, right? Because I was doing all the teaching. And then we've done a million dollars a year. So we opened that in, I think, 2015. So by 2018, we're at a million dollars there. We've done a million dollars since. Uh, we didn't do a million dollars in 2020, obviously because of the pandemic or 2021. But in 2022, we did a million and I believe 40,000. Good day, right? Good day. Good day, right? Good day. Oh, Habib, you've been following me since 2014. Well, why did it take so long to say hi, sir? But I appreciate you. You inspire me to keep doing my work. Thank you, sir. I'm so grateful for that, Habib. It's a pleasure meeting you, sir. Um, and so, you guys, you know, those are all the different things we did. And that's how we ended up at 285. So did I cover it all? First, decide why you want a second location. Two, make sure it doesn't deplete the team at all and you're not going to lose people at the first location because you put somebody in that second location. Three, do your business plan. Demographic study. Your projections, expenses, income, the whole thing, and a SWOT analysis. And make sure unequivocally, without a doubt in your mind, that that second location and that demographic study, they can support your product. They have to have disposable income and they have to be people that invest in their children heavily, 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 right? And then third, get money from a bank, small business. You can use somebody else's money to do it, do it. I know people think that's nuts, but it's not. Look at Apple. Apple's, you know, I own a lot of Apple stock. 
right? We all buy stock in Apple. Apple doesn't sit there and use their own money. Apple uses our money, right? The banks don't even use their own money. You put money in their bank and they loan it out to somebody, right? At an interest rate. Think about that. So again, that mindset into entrepreneurship, it's not a bad day because the other thing you're doing is you're building that credit history. And if you can get a loan, I think at the time, you know, because things were so low, you know, we, we got that that loan, that $300,000 loan at like, I don't know, 2%, 2.3%. But guess what? At 285 by the end of the year, we paid that loan off, I think, in 18 months. It was crazy because we ended up not using half of it because we were profitable in the first year. Remember, part of that, that loan I got covered rent payroll, my personal living expenses, marketing, electricity, the whole insurance, the whole nine yards. So at the end of the year, 285, we didn't need that money. So we got rid of it and we paid it off. Okay. So I want you to be very mindful of that. Then of course, the six weeks leading up to opening that second location, all very, very strategic. Thank you, Roland Osborne, all planned really, really well. And then of course, you know, the scheduling that you implement, you better have beginning classes every freaking day of the week. I don't care if there's two people in your class. You need to have a schedule that's flexible and easy for people with makeup because they don't know you yet. If it doesn't fit their schedule, they're not there. And then, of course, you know, we're in a different position today. We do one trial class and then you pay us full. Right. And, and we're not cheap. We're 279, I think, at this point for three days a week, 259 for twice a week. And I think 209 for one day a week. But we're very, very established. And that's a whole different conversation. You got to embrace that. We are very, very established. And so, you know, and Stephen Reinstein said that, right? When we did 115 students, when we went to a Market Muscles website, between two locations, we signed up 115 students. But he said, you guys, hey, you know, pay attention. Brandon Bleasel schools are very well marketed. They've earned the reviews. They've earned the reputation in the community. It's not just Market Muscles. So I, I made some ill advice. I said to one of my wisdom clients, put your prices at your website. And he watched, you know, his new students go down because they weren't established the way we were. We can put our prices. Our prices are at our website. Go take a look. I want better leads. And if you go to Google and you're looking for martial arts and you go to our website and you can't afford me, it's a waste of time for all of us, right? Because if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. That's it. Done day, Right? So be very, very, no, we just haven't convinced them yet. No, I'm sorry. No. There are people out there in the world that are on a very fixed budget, right? And that's okay. That's okay. So it, it, we get better leads from Google. And when they look at the price, if they eliminate us, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that because anybody who comes to our door is always a better lead. Always a better lead. And that's our philosophy. But you have to build it first. So if you want to do $99 for four weeks in uniform or three classes, you know, or 21 days, $21, freaking do it. You need bodies in there. You need a lot of people in that new second location. And make sure, you know, before you open, you plaster those windows with grand opening coming soon. You have things hanging in that window, three feet by five feet, QR codes, perforated. Get them up immediately immediately, immediately, immediately. Even you have to go to freaking FedEx Kinko's and get some banners, right? With grommets and hang them on the inside with suction cups, big QR code, scan now, free trial class, three classes, do everything you can because I don't know you. I don't know you. So what am I looking for? Price and convenience.
Those two things are a no-brainer to create a human connection. Oh, it's cheap and it's close to my house, right? That's it. And then once you start nurturing that relationship, they'll find what makes your business unique. You with me? Scheduling it after that and then fill that freaking school. I don't care if you have to get 20 of your kids' friends there on a Sunday doing a, a confidence building class. I don't care if you got to feed everybody pizza and juice and babysit for two freaking hours while everybody in the community goes out. We did everything because I know, need to know this place is packed, packed, packed because it draws attention if you have a great location. Cool? All right. Any questions? Any questions? Well, I'm, I'm really humbled, Habib. You've been following me since 2014. That is so cool, sir. That is so, so cool. That is so cool. I appreciate that. So you guys, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. And I hope that resonates you and gets you really, really thinking. As Jed Jones said from Determined Martial Arts, everybody see that rebrand? That rebrand we did? Um, yeah, so do I, Habib. So do I. I love the stock market. And so, you know, Jed Jones said, what's really unique about working with Brandon Beliso, he doesn't tell me how to think because I don't live with you every day. I don't live with you 24-7, 365. I don't want you dependent upon me like some heroin addict. If I do a great job, you know, there's a saying, I don't want to give you a fish. I want to teach you to fish because if I give you a fish, you eat for a day. If I teach you to fish, you eat for a lifetime. And the only way you're going to do that is becoming an independent, new, critical thinker. That's it. Because you have to trust the choices you make. You have to trust the decisions you make. And when you make a bad one, you learn really quickly. You pivot, you adapt, and it leads you to better choices. But if you don't become that type of consummate thinker, then you can conveniently, with a victim mindset, blame me, blame an association, right? I was with so-and-so and I didn't get anywhere. Well, you know what's the one variable here? And all these different gurus, consultants, mentors, and associations you worked with? You. That is the one consistent variable. You. And are you willing to take ownership of that? Hey, Brian, what's happening, sir? Professor Xavier. Is social meeting... Uh, marketing work. I think for a young school, absolutely. Chris, I would with a young school. Absolutely. I would. Right now we do marketing through Google ads, which is very big for me. And we also utilize nextdoor.com because we're trying to penetrate a new demographic. You know, we, we've done a lot uh, at the My Studio Business Summit. They said 30% of your, your uh, marketing dollars should be in digital marketing. 70% professor should be in community events, in-house events, et cetera, et cetera. But here's new data. Since the pandemic, we haven't done a single parent's night out, a single buddy day, none of it. And our numbers were at an all-time high for 2022. What we've really bore down on is we use our, our biggest strength and resources to do what? Teach, learn ways to teach better, create a better experience. I just spent eight to 10,000 on a video studio for myself because I want to cut curriculum videos and constantly work on our curriculum, make it more relevant and more relevant and more relevant. That's important for us. We put money into staff and into our product and our experience because those three things to me are what people pay for, right? They don't pay for some slick digital marketing, but do I believe you should do Facebook ads if you're a young school? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would do tons of Facebook. I'm even looking at it now, now that it's starting to shift. Meta stocks are starting to go back up. You know, average, you know, Facebook is still one of the bigger platforms. Um, people are recognizing. So I think as things are beginning to stabilize again with the social media platforms, 
I personally don't do TikTok. It's not my medium. But am I going to look at it for my consulting? Sure. But I still believe my moms are predominantly at Instagram and they're at Facebook. That's what I believe. And most of the, the insights and data will tell you that. There's not a lot of moms ticking and talking, right? So I still believe Instagram is more more moms are there and then Facebook. So those two platforms are the ones we're going to begin to look at in 2023 in a different way because we're at about five, we're at 950 right now. I can't get that thousand, Professor Xavier, where we were before the pandemic. I want to be at a solid thousand, right? A solid thousand. Again, it's between two locations. So I believe the only thing lacking because we're consciously putting money into digital market, I mean, into staff training. We've increased our payroll. You know, everybody got a 25% raise um, on our team. We're improving our curriculum. We're improving. We remodeled both locations a little bit. We did some facelifts. So the only other place that is lacking, Professor, is in our digital marketing. So yeah, we're going to look at some Facebook ads, but I don't think it's dead. I just think it's it's reinventing itself, right? really let it reinvent itself and work in a much different way. Because I think what happened through the pandemic and everything, Professor, is that, you know, people that, that were shady, I'm going to say shady for the lack of the better words, they went extinct. They went extinct. You know, there was a time you could just boost something at Facebook and you get a bunch of new leads. It's not that way anymore. It just isn't. And then when Apple did the iOS thing, right, which took a lot of advertising away from Facebook, uh, because if you use an Apple iPhone, right, it became very uh, discriminatory in some ways. It changed. It changed, right? So that's a whole nother thing. Uh, so I hope that helps. I hope that helps. You know, we should do some lunch, Professor, right? Just DM me. And, and if you want to talk about that, uh, take me to lunch. And we can do that, all right? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Habib. Thank you, sir. So where are we going to be on Sunday, April 23rd? We're going to be in Boston for It's Time Live East Coast. And like my studio said, finally, finally, It's Time Live is coming to the East Coast. It's a one-day event, but nonetheless, you want to be at It's Time Live Boston. We'll put the link in the um, comments there. It's Sunday. April 23rd in Boston. I will be there. We're going to do it at Focus Martial Arts, a brand new facility. We can hold roughly 50 people. I like keeping my events small because it's a better learning environment. Ask yourself, would I do better teaching 50 people in one time or 500 people in a room? That's a simple answer. So we keep that event small. If you can't come to It's Time Live Boston, please come to It's Time Live Balance. It's a four-day event. August 12th through August 15th. It's a retreat. It's really designed for only 20 people. That's it. 20 people. But we go deep and it changes everybody's life who comes to that. This is the eighth time we're doing it. And I'm super, 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 super grateful to be offering this for the eighth time. It's Time Live Balance. Sign up for that now. Book your airplane now because it's cheaper. Don't wait until it's freaking summer to book for August. And book your hotel. We got a great deal. If you look at the link there and you sign up at that link, there's a great deal on the hotel that we have the Millwood Inn. Cool. I want to thank my sponsors, of course. Who do we have? Uh, Market Muscles, My Studios, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting. And we're going to add next week, Vision. Vision, I'm a new brand ambassador for Vision. Um, I'm going to be working closely with them on some products. They're really penetrating the, the martial arts karate market. They're huge in Taekwondo. So 
as we begin to look at things opening up and people are looking for alternatives, great places to buy things, my purpose is to position myself with vision where I'm a brand ambassador. But more importantly, I'm a voice for you. If you're having challenges with vision, you can come to me and I will go to bat for you. And that's part of what I shared is going to be very important for me. If I vouch for you, right? Kind of like the Italians, Marco will love that. If I vouch for you, then that's the people will know that you're okay. And that's the relationship I hope to cultivate over time with vision, being a brand ambassador and an influencer for them. Cool. All right. So I want to thank everybody for today. And again, hey, last week, all the birthday wishes, all the anniversary wishes, I'm humbled I'm 61. I feel like I'm 40. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful to be able to give back to the martial arts industry in a way I do. And thank you for all of you for supporting me. Habib, since 2014, sir. That's so kind. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. So I am Brandon Beliso. Subscribe to my podcast, Success Never Sleeps and Mindful Meditations. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Tons of great learning there. Follow me at Instagram. Join the Disruptor Group right? Our Facebook group. We're all critical thinkers trying to do things different and better. And for everything else, go to brandonbliso.com. This is what success never sleeps. I am Brandon Bliso. Until we talk again, please, you go out there, live your best life. <laughs>